0: And it was, like, so, like, so stressed out. Like, every time, like, somebody, like, pressed the button to get out of the bus, it would, like, curse them. Like, no! And, like, it, like every time that there was, like, a red dye, it was, like, Hashem, why are you doing this for me? It, like, it was, like, so, so, so stressful. So, it, like, just, like, got this thought in my head. That it was, like, Dana, you literally can do nothing about this. Like, this is in Hashem's hands it's like you can do nothing like you can't control the traffic you can't control the people like sit down and relax and like Hashem's gonna take care of you
1: meet Dana from Chile currently learning in Mahon Alta and Svas what it means to live life through the lenses of Hasidus tune in to find out what it means to learn and apply Hasidus within a year's time join us for our das discussion where we take it from knowledge and bring it down to action welcome everybody to our 11th das discussion and this one is extra special because number one it's taking place right here in the holy city of tzfas Number two, it's happening live. And number three, you have the best person being interviewed today. So we are so excited because we have today Donna Bakal, whose birthday is actually tonight. So the brachais are literally pouring through. And we are t- together learning in Mahun Alta in Tsvas. And could you please introduce
0: yourself? Say a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how old you are. Hi, I'm Donna. I'm from Chile, from Santiago in Chile. And yeah, I'm studying in Majonata since January. So it's gonna be like six months now. And it's really the best place in the world. Like, they, there's nothing like studying in Slat. And yeah, I'm turning 19 today. So <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy about that. And yeah, I'm very happy and grateful to be here. Yay,
1: Donna, this is amazing. Okay, so you are telling me by lunch, actually, an incredible story, how you got such a clear letter, and not only a letter, but just like so many different things were put into place that made you decide to continue on in your learning. Can you please take us through that journey with all the amazing
0: details of how Hashem literally guided you? Yeah, sure. So the story started, it was like one day, it was babysitting for. Uh, this family like the wife was very pregnant and needed help in the house so i was um washing dishes and i was like doing stuff and suddenly like the father comes near me and he starts talking to me and he asks me like "Eh, what are you doing next year like you just finished school like what what's your plan so i told him like okay i'm i'm thinking about going to college like starting i don't know university maybe study something and he asked me like oh you're not going to israel like You know, study like Yiddish guide for a while, and I was like, maybe like, maybe like in the summer, like I don't know, and like at that point, like I was like really into like getting to university in college. Like I had wanted to go to Israel before, but like at that moment, I was like not so interested. And uh, then the man told me like, oh no, like money can come later. You can find a job later, but like being young and studying Torah, like, that doesn't... It's an opportunity that you have, like, one time, like, in, in your lifetime. Like, it's, like, never again. So I was, like, okay, that okay, it's fine, thank you. And I went home, like, I finished the job and I went home. And I didn't really think much about it. And then I got home and that night was actually, like, the second... starting, like, the second half of, like, Sukkos and it was, like, Tov. So I got home from synagogue and I went to my room and earlier that day i had like organized my books and he left one random book like in my nightstand and it was actually uh, seeds of wisdom i believe that it's called and yeah uh, i just told myself like i grabbed the book and i told myself okay the story that you read is the one that i have to that i have to like read right now like it's like ashkaja and i don't know why i said that but i just like opened the book in a random page And it was a story about, like, a school principal that went to the Rebbe and uh, told the Rebbe that he was, like, kind of in a problem, because, like, in his school, like, uh, there were too many kids that, like, needed financial help uh, to, like, study there. So uh, the school was, like, helping too many kids, and it didn't have enough money to function properly. So the Rebbe said, like, maybe I should kick out, I mean, the, the principal said, like, maybe I should kick out all of these kids. And... And they could recover their Judaism in the future. Like they could study in the future. But like right now I don't see a way that I can like keep them in my school. And the Rebbe said, like, no, you're mistaken. Like money can come later, but never to be young and study Torah. Like that never comes again. So I was like, wow, that's literally like the same that that this man told me today. And I was like very, very shocked. And I was like, okay, I can't let this go. Like like how dumb would I be if I just like think this is random and like don't do nothing about don't do anything about it? So I was like, okay, and I like didn't tell anyone. I was like thinking about it. I like fell asleep that night, like thinking about like, wow, should I really go to like study? Like, like I don't know. Like I, I had like it literally was like so disconnected at this point, like about this idea, I, like never thought about it seriously. So I was like, maybe this is a sign. Like maybe I should do this. So I like talked to my mom later and I told her, and she was, like, very supportive, like, yeah, then I that's what you, like, think you have to do, like, please, uh, you can do it, like, I support you 100%, and then, like, it was, like, when the hack stopped, that I actually, like, told the person about it, and I was, like, okay, let's open a letter after the Ruby, like, let's write a letter, and, and open it and see what it says, so, basically, like, I sent the letter, and in response, I was just, like, shocked, because, like, uh, I will excite like, the part that was like mostly relevant and it says like N-
1: uh,
0: no standing the above. It-, it is my opinion that you should continue to study at the Shiva for at least another year with complete devotion and dedication without thinking about a job or career at this time. And I was like, wow, that's like insane.
1: That is actually insane. Like you had like three, literally three and it happened like right after one after
0: another. Yeah, it was like literally like Ashka I feel like I really, really felt like Hashem was guiding me through all the pro the process. So it it's like really, really mean like like just like mind blowing. Wow. That's like Hashem like
1: guiding you and then like you come and with your decision you're just so much more calm because you know Hashem is literally the one who told you this is the best for you.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Like I've I literally like never in my life felt as calm as I, as I felt like in this, in this, like, time, where, like, literally everything I did, like, I, when I set my mind to it, I was like, okay, I'm going to Israel, I'm not thinking about a career, and I'm, I'm not thinking about anything else uh, in this time, like, I was like, okay, I literally felt, like, so relaxed, so calm, like, literally, like, Hashem was guiding me, like, He, like, hold onto my hand, and just, like, was guiding me through it all, and, like, getting into, like, Mahon and, like, and, like, going, everything went so smoothly, it was, like, I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I feel like there's nothing like having that feeling that you're like you're doing what you're like supposed to be doing in this minute so that was like very 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 special
1: wow it says there's no joy as the joy of like removing doubts when you have clarity and like the Rebbe and hashem which just gave you this clarity but was it like hard because like you thought you thought you're leaving school you want to make money you want to get a career like what was your thought process of like most people like the next thing on the list is to go to college, get a job, and you're just going to
0: learn. Was there any like fear of like the future? Um, I didn't fear the future so much. I was like, just like looking at it as an like a investment on my future because like, really like a job's gonna come later, and like everything's gonna come later. I'm gonna do everything that I want to do later. Either way, like, like, but this is something that I really don't think like. I may not have the chance to do do it later so it's like actually like, like an investment and I know that everything that I may do later is going to be better because I did this first like because I had this experience first and I like studied and I grew so much like here so I know that it, whatever I do in the future is going to be like way 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 better
1: wow I love the way you put it that it's an investment like that is like the best way to put it it's so true it's like you're not You're not like chickening out and like losing out. No, you're actually investing and giving the best, like business deals. Like you invest and then you make back so much more. You're going to come to any job you do with the right perspective, being whole. And like you're actually going to go and get the job you want to do. Incredible. I love it. One second. You are from a very, very, very cool town called Chile. Can you just tell us a little bit about Jewish life in Chile, kosher food schools? Like it's literally on the other side of the world.
0: (laughs) Yes, I can. Um, yeah, Chile, it's pretty cool. Um, there's, like, there's like a decent-sized community. It is, like, small compared to other countries, of course, but it's, like, it's a very beautiful community. Like, we're very, like, united because every- everybody knows everyone, and, like, it's very, like, nice in that aspect. Like, um, there's, like, one religious school, and that's the one that I went to, and it's, like, very nice school, very nice values, and, like... Made friends there, and I truly had like amazing experiences. Loved the teachers. Like, I learned so much there. Um, but still, it was lacking in like the Hasidic aspect. It was like very like focused on like different side of Torah and not not like Hasidic specifically. So like that's why I like really really needed to connect to that side of me because like I grew up in a chabad home, like chabadish home. Like like I was like really connected to the concept of the Rabbi and like to the concept of like of, like, I knew that it existed. Like, I, like, grew up going to Chabad, but I didn't really knew, know much chassides. Like, I, I've never, like... Like, I've, I davened every day with ajitas, but, like, I didn't nev- did ever, like, open the page of the Tanya. I was, like, I knew that it existed, but it's, like, never actually like, gotten into it.
1: Wow. So when was, like, the first time you actually started learning chesedahs properly? Was it, like, when you came here?
0: Yeah, I think so. Like, I always wanted to study Tanya. Like, I was, like... Asking a lot of people if, he could, if they could teach me or whatever, but like, just like didn't happen. And it was when I ca- came here where I like actually was like interested to everything. And it's like so crazy because I would like literally like I was like so connected to the to Javad, even in Chile when I had no idea what it stood for. And I just like felt very passionate about it. And then when I actually like studied everything, it was like mind blowing. Like wow. It actually makes like makes sense. Like now we actually know about it and I love it even more. Like I, I it's weird that it had this connection even like not like knowing so much about it. But it's like they could just like a new like word open up to me and like I see things so much differently now. Like it's like really like the Hasidus classes and <laughs> they're like a real thing. So yeah. Wow. One second, was your
1: class chabad or like it was like a not Nal- Chabad school?
0: no it was at not Chabad school so in Chile there's like three different communities that's like big communities there's like one that that's like Litvesh I would say one that's like uh, you know Eshatora it's like very very powerful in Chile and then there's like the Chabad community and it's like all, all three of them are like very close we all go to the same school it's like the only school we have and like Chabad has like a preschool I went to like Gan when i was like <laughs> younger but it's, it's like i was really really younger like young and yeah so everybody goes to my school but it's like different communities and i would say that Chabad is like the smallest one like it's like mostly like new families young families like people that made chuba like in Chabad. and uh, it's not so big but it's like for sure very like powerful and very like united like it's like a family there
1: Wow, that is incredible. So once you started learning Hasidus and you started getting those glasses, what was your favorite topic in Hasidus or something that you connected with the most? Or maybe like a safer in Hasidus. Like what was the thing that like drew
0: you in the most? Wow, that's a very hard question. I feel like I feel like just like studying things that are so above my comprehension and feeling, feeling like like, or more, you're, you're, like, almost grasping the, like, the, the ideas, but you're, like, not, and you are, and, like, you feel this high, like, like, you're getting it, but at the same time, you're feeling like it's so much, like, bigger than you are, that it's, like, just, like, I don't know, this feeling when you're studying, like, something that's, like, really, really great, and, like, I just feel, like, my favorite, like, idea maybe would be, like, like, how we are really in this world to, like, elevate everything and to, like, it makes so much sense that like we're actually like here like to elevate everything that was already made and that's our like that's why Hashem put us in like such a like physical world with like we have like so many things like we, because we actually have to do something about it it's like very connected to what, what you actually talked today in the in your <sighs>
1: exactly literally it blends perfectly because that's literally what Hasidus is it's this level above the world and that, it, like, brings down the clarity into everything that we do. So, let's go into now the Sicha. Now that we have this amazing background. Um, so, we're going to start from the beginning. And we're going to get, we're going to, it connects also with, like, you know, be Thomas how, like, the Freedek Rebbe got freed and how that all whole thing added. But let's start from the beginning. So, the Rebbe starts off the Sicha. And one of the points that he says is that there's a difference in the way that we count days. We could count the days either, like, today is Thursday or today is, yod tamas like the 10th day of the month so there's the month and then there's the week and this just showed me and like reminded me like every single day is like counted in different ways and so important how do you make every single day in your life count like there's like 24 hours in our day and like so like we have technology that could distract us but there's also an immense possibility to make our days count do you have any tips of like how you try to make every day count it doesn't have to be some something mind-boggling this is like a das discussion like what's the way that you make your life count like do you
0: have a, i don't know everyone has their own way um i think for me like i had just recently they like, started to uh to hit us every day and they like, very seriously like uh really try to do it every day and i think that has really like started to make all of my days count because like I feel like I'm very connected each day to like and like each day different portions that we read like really helped us to like live every day through Torah like even like okay now that I'm in Mahonate like it's it's different because like I really have like Torah every day and like I'm studying every day but like when you're like not in a constant like Kedusha place then like really having like having these portions of like Torah every day that really help you like actually make every day count you're just not just involved in the gashmills of the world because like sometimes it's you have to like it's like you know you're studying or whatever like this really helps you like like have that kedusha spark every day and like leave the parish and like leave uh, like the tanya and whatever like really really connected to every every day and i think that's like my tip what has helped me like make every day count
1: Wow, it's so true. Like when you put in tyra into your day, then you like go to sleep and you're like, Wow, I did the hill and Tanya. First of all, that's incredible that you do he does every day. Like, round of applause. That's amazing. And yeah, I totally hear. Like when you do mitzvahs or you learn Tyra, like you're able to finish your day and you're like, Rebbe, like, I'm 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 making you proud. And like, I love that. So, so true. Okay, so this actually connects with our next question. The Rebbe says that when we do a mitzvah, we actually like Leave the limitations of this world. Because this world, if we we just like think with our brain, there are limits. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot do that. It's like totally past me, right? But when we connect to Hashem, who's infinite and is actually creating the limits of this world, that's when we tap into our infiniteness, if, if that's a word, and we're able to do amazing things. And one of the things that we connect to Hashem with is by doing a mitzvah. What do you feel when you do a mitzvah do you feel any different like do you feel in a way that you're connecting like and going past the limitations of this world and really connecting to hashem or or what are your thoughts when you do mitzvahs
0: i feel sometimes like when i do mitzvahs it's just like connecting to such a, like a selfless part of me because like i feel like a lot of mitzvahs are like against like our nature almost like i don't know like i don't know if it's an nature to like give to that and like you work so hard for something or maybe you're like tight on money or whatever and, like to give to that it's like no it's i don't know if it's in our nature like exactly and then it's like connecting to like a selfless part of me like almost like beetle to them saying like okay i'm just gonna do this because i know that it's what i have to do and almost like a feeling like this is really what i'm meant to do like this is like not my money this is not my like hashem is giving me life in this moment because i have to like do this mitzvah. i have to like make him proud, like doing this. So it's just like connecting to this part of me, like this like beetle part of me of like I'm literally living in this moment to like serve a shaman to like make him proud. And and yeah, that's it.
1: Amazing. And actually the example you have stuck with is such a good example because like that is so hard for so many people, my money and like money is what like, you know, the everyone needs And that's the best example because when we go past our nature, and the more we give, Hashem says, you know, test me with this. I'm going to give you back double and more and more. And that shows us like, yeah, I think I'm in nature. But like when things come to me above nature, like all the brachas that I get from doing mitzvahs, and we should all see it in a revealed way, not just in the hidden worlds, but we should see it with our physical eyes. That's when we realize like, wow, Hashem, like your truth and like, of course, like, of course, the Shem is true, but just having these signs, but specifically with Siddakah. Okay, so when we go out of our limitations of this world, that's basically me being able to look at the world and to see past what I see at face value. Like, we go through our day. We wake up. We have experiences. This, the, you know, the milk spilled on the floor from the breakfast. Or she, you know, she's going out with this girl instead of me. And I don't know. Like, you go through your day and there's things that happen that are amazing. And things that happen sometimes that are, you know, not so amazing at face value. When I'm able to leave the limitations of this world, I'm able to see what every experience in my life, is for its essence, for what it really is. So even if something happened wrong and I missed the 13th bus and now I'm like totally stranded on an Israeli island, I'm able to see past it and say like, what does Hashem want from me now? Or what can I learn from this? Or what part of Hasidus can I practice now? Or why is this a gift from Hashem? Because really everything Hashem does is out of His immense love for us so even if something happens not good when i'm able to see past the limitations i'm able to see everything for its essence did you have ever any personal experiences about like being able to see past this or any like tips or stories of like times when things were just going wrong and you were you really tried to like you know bring on this Hasidah's perspective, and then you really saw how, like, that's the best way to go about it. Not by blaming people, or by seeing how everything is bad, but
0: just trying to go to its essence. Um. Okay, yeah, so I actually, like, started studying Sharabit Ahom this year, and I know, like, the Rebbe was, like, very into, like, getting everyone to, like, study it, because like, it's, like, a very, very, very important book. Like, I truly believe that everybody should, like, learn from it. So it happened to me that, like, earlier this year, I was, like, in Tel Aviv, and I was supposed to get back to Tsfat, And I just, like, mistook the hour, and, like, I missed the bus, and it was just, like, very, very stressful. And then I tried to go back where I was staying, but it was, like, locked. Nobody would open the door. So I was, like, okay, I'm, like, stranded, I'm, like, I don't know, there's, like, an hour left, so I take the other bus, and I'm, like, just, like, stuck here with my suitcase, and I was, like, literally in the worst mood ever. And just, like, everything was going wrong. And I was supposed to take a bus to Benebrac, and then a bus to Tsfat fat from Brak. So, um, I was like checking, when I finally like got to the bus uh, that was going to take me to Benibrak, I was like checking Mubid, and like, and like there was like a little bit of traffic and like people getting in and out and whatever. And suddenly like I saw the time, like the bus was supposed to take me to Svad, like the the bus is going to come and the time that this bus was going to get to Benibrak and like, I wasn't going to make it. I was like, okay, I wasn't going to make it. And I was just going to be like stranded there. I don't know. And it was, like, so, like, so stressed out, like, every time, like, somebody, like, pressed the button to get out of the bus, it would, like, curse them, like, no, and, like, it, like every time that there was, like, a red dye, I was, like, Hashem, why are you doing this for me? It, like, it was, like, so, so, so stressful. So, like, just, like, got this thought in my head that it was, like, Dana, you literally can do nothing about this, like. This is in Hashem's hands. It's like, you can do nothing. Like, you can't control the traffic. You can't control the people. Like, sit down and relax. And like, Hashem's gonna take care of you. And if you are stranded in Ben Park for an hour, okay. You're stranded there for an hour. Like, is that so bad? Like, you're gonna, I don't know, walk around, see, whatever. Like, that's not so bad. Like, trust Hashem. Like, He's gonna take care of it. So suddenly, like, I get, like, I get, like, invaded with this, like, peace. Like, internal peace. I was like, wow, it was crazy. And I looked back at my phone and like the time of the bus had changed and like my bus was late so like i was gonna get perfectly back to that, and it was like wow i truly felt that like Ashem was waiting for me to have that realization for him to like actually make the bus <laughs> late if that makes sense like he, i just feel like when you have bitahel like everything everything like just changes and it's like makes makes it work so like that's like the key Of life, like truly the key of life, it's like to have to have like pita and they trust Hashem that He's gonna make it better. Like He's truly taking care of you. So yeah, that was like an eye opening experience of like Ashkachapratesh that I could say that like really, really like make me change my perspective.
1: Wow! I hope everyone who's listening, you just guys got like the summary of stressful bus situations in Israel, and like when you said like when you trust Hashem, I literally took a deep breath, like like, Hashem is already holding us, like, you know what helps me, like, an imagery, is, like, we're sitting on cheers right now, like, this cheer is being created by Hashem's words at this moment, so it's not the cheer holding you, Hashem is holding you, and what's holding the cheer? The floor, what's creating the floor? Hashem's words, so, like, just, like, closing your eyes for a second, like, and we're in spa, so we could close your eyes, but even if you're in America or anywhere else, you can also close your eyes, and just, like, imagine Hashem holding you, it's just so comforting, and, like, to have that perspective, I think that's what changed the bus times because when you have Bitachin, you actually create a new reality. So you literally practiced Bitachin and saw it, and you're not like one of the mikubam of tzvas yet. You know, you're a regular girl <laughs> working on herself, and that is incredible. So why do we speak all about these living, leaving our limitations? Because the Rebbe says in the Sicha that it was Yud Tamuz on Shabbos, which is actually today, just today's Thursday. So. That year in Tafshin and Aleph, Yod Tamaz was on a Shabbos. So the 10th day of the month of Tamaz, but Shabbos is the 7th day of the week. So they're both focusing on these two numbers, 7 and 10. So both saying 7 is the ultimate completion from the level of Hashem. Like Hashem created the world in 7 days. Perfect. But then the level of 10 is a level that we, through our work, through our avidah, of really delving into um, you know, um, our lives and really... Working on ourselves, we can bring down this level that's above the world, into the world, and the ultimate of this union is actually Bigamatria Taiv. When we have seven plus ten is seventeen, which is Bigamatria Taiv. The ultimate union is when we have this connection. That's the ultimate goodness, and that's ultimately the time of the Mashiach. So, The Rebbe was really stressing out, it's not Hashem created on his end, the perfect world, on the level of seven. It's only through our work and our effort that we can bring down this level that's above the world, into the world. That's what you were saying about dear Abba It's me and you and every single Jew who's going to make this home for Hashem. So, now that we know it's through our work in this world... Working is hard and Avidas Hashem is hard. Do you enjoy the process of your Avidas Hashem? And as you're, you really like are in this year, you really see how you're climbing this ladder. Like, what's your experience with your work? What are some tips how you take a concept in Hasidus and really work through it and make it your own? And how do you enjoy the process? Because you're just always smiling. I met you like a few days ago, but like you're so positive. How do you enjoy this process of Avidas Hashem?
0: Um, so, I feel like I just look at it as a perspective of being like so grateful to like have the opportunity to like be here and learn so much every day and like just like try to take in everything that I learned and actually like internalize it. Of course, it's hard because like you're learning a lot of concepts and and you have to like of, of course like be ready to take everything in and I think like time is just like like just like if you give yourself time to, like, process everything, to, like, take on some things, like, not to overwhelm yourself, but to, like, take on whatever you think you can, and also, like, be true, be honest to yourself, because sometimes it's, like, in my perspective, sometimes we're, like, like to be very comfortable, so it's, like, like, of course I can't take so much at at one time, but also, like, can we push ourselves a little bit more? So I feel like pushing myself to, like, improve has been, like, like a big thing like I wasn't used to like actually pushing myself in anything basically like in school in whatever it was just like very like uh not into like uh, studying so much not into like actually like being like like growing so much in like those aspects but here I've got the opportunity to actually like push myself to achieve more things to like go extra like study extra like when we don't have class, like, just, like, trying to use every second that I have here to, like, take away as much as I can for my life, and I think that, like, that time that you, like, put for yourself to do that, it's, like, the most important thing to actually, like, internalize everything that you're studying.
1: Wow, I love that. You said, just give yourself time and focus on one thing at a time. Don't make your list, like, you know, till the Shemaim, and I think that's really, like, a main focus in and Sometimes we think, I have to, like, learn, 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 learn so much and do, do so much, right? But Like you're saying, just focus on one thing. Like last year, also when I was in, also in swas in the summer, the teacher was saying, pick one and Hasidus, one parak of Tanya, one thing and review it again and again and again and again and again and and do this book and that's safer and really cover it from all sides so you own it, right? So many times, like, I just feel like I want to learn more and I want to like cover so much books, but really like, to make a change, like you're saying, is to focus on one thing and give it time. Like, if I learn something chick chock. well, give it time is in two ways, right? First of all, like, if I just, you know, learn five minutes every day, that's good if you're, you know, if that's your step. But realize that to really, you know, learn something deeply is to read it slowly. This is what I learned from my mother. Sometimes I like learn how yay, yeah, man. Okay, inspired for three seconds. And I was like, no, no, no. And the Rebbe said, Haya Hashem, and then pause. And I'm sure every one of you just remembered what I said. I said, and the Rebbe said, V'haya Hashem. That was totally made up, sent this on the spot. But like, when you read something slowly and you give it time, you really connect with it and it, keep, and it stays with you. And also, don't expect a change because we're not malachim. We're working on ourselves so quickly, right? Give it time to create that change. And actually really connects with the Rebbe, what the Rebbe says how, right, we're, we want to bring down this level above our limitations into the limitations that we are in this world. And every morning we are reminded about this when we say, Thank you, Hashem, that you return to me my, nish- my shama, which is Baruch Hashem, a natural thing, a miracle, but it's natural for Hashem to do it. So it reminds us of this natural process that I have to work with in the world. Yes, I'm naturally, I have to work with Hashem with the nature that I was given. But then we continue with the Ani, Shechazalatim Nishmasi, with mercy, Raba munasacha. Not only am I serving Hashem with this normal way, but I have to serve Hashem in a way of Raba, in a way that's above our limitations. Right, pushing ourselves. Right, I'm sure talking on this podcast a little bit pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. So many people we have comfort zones and it's comfortable. Why should we push ourselves out of our comfort out of our comfort zone? So what are some tips that you can give us, like? So many people, we need that inspiration to, like, help us push ourselves. We all want to do the right thing. We're all, like, our Neshamites are shining. But how do you get yourself to push yourself? And and that's when you really grow. When you push yourself. Like, you had, you really worked in the, on that bus to push yourself to have that bitachen. But then you grew and you realized, hey, I could do this. I could do this bitachin even if I'm crazy stressed out. So what are your thoughts about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone?
0: So I think that really, really the power is in your mind. Like, um... People usually, like, today, like, they're, like, putting themselves into boxes, like, okay, I'm this, or I can only achieve this, or I'm terrible at this, and etc. And, like, you really, like, your mind has the power of, like, making realities. So, like, like, with the, like, with story, like, basically, like, if you don't calm yourself down and you don't, like, realize it and think about it, like, okay, Hashem is controlling everything, then you can't really make a change. But it's, like, your mind that has the power, like, stop, like actually like like putting yourself in a box and and limiting yourself through that like you can actually like achieve so much things if you believe in you because like people can believe in you but like if you really like think you can do it like you really like believe in your capacities and i think that's like the best thing about like leaving your comfort zone just like trusting yourself and trusting hashem and saying like i even if i don't trust myself i trust that hashem will give me the tools to do it and i trust that he is going to make it fine like every day it's just like i pray for hashem, hashem like anytime that i'm struggling in something maybe hashem please give me the tools to like to like figure this out or or to like i don't know like fitting this thing or whatever like just like like trust yourself and trust that hashem is like literally giving you life every minute and giving you everything you can so like so like why wouldn't wouldn't you trust him because he's literally giving you everything
1: Wow. Literally, when you said, like, Hashem, like, trust in yourself and trusting trust in Hashem, He's going to give you the tools. Like, who do we think we are saying, oh, I can't do this? No, Hashem is going to give you the tools. Like, someone was saying, like, I was actually listening to Beryl Solomon, He was showing a video of, like, you need, you're going to get more money if you're married, because then your vessel is bigger and you need more money. Like, when we make our Kaylee so small, like, oh, I only need this, Hashem will only give you this. But if you say, Hashem, I trust you. You're going to give me the tools. So I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone. My Kaylee just expanded. Now I have more space for more brachais, for more tools. So like, of course I want to push myself out of my comfort zone after we know this. Cause then it's like, Hey, my, my, my vessel is becoming massive. Like, I'm going to have so much tools. And it's not me. It's all about Hashem. And like, we're such we're so lucky that we have Hashem who's literally showering us with everything we need and we just need to believe in ourselves like you said and like the Rebbe believes in us Hashem believes in us now it's time for us to believe in ourselves and say I have Hashem I have a Rebbe who's giving me everything I need let me expand my Kaylee. wow Donna this was incredible your birthday um, what is it called not brachais your birthday mazel is definitely shining any last words any last thoughts you want to tell people to hear about yourself any any last thoughts
0: um well i would really like to thank you about the opportunity of like being in your podcast it's really been like really really amazing i feel like we literally like brought down like a bunch of like kedusha into the room right now and that was incredible and also like um yeah i like to wish you a lot of happiness and like and like just like a lot of like brahas in everything in your life and like that these everyone that's listening to these past podcasts also like has like have like just like sheva brachas like sheva brachas, <laughs> brachas.
1: Okay. hey you gave out you gave a bracha everyone needs to get married to have sheva brachas that's amazing Amen. That.
0: <laughs> and sheva brachas and just like everything that you need and like clarity in your life and like whatever you think it's missing missing if it's really like what Hashem has in mind and like that everything you want maybe like fulfilled pretty good so like
1: yeah thank you so much Donna it was such a pleasure and it's such a practice that you gave a bracha because in my last DOS discussion if you didn't listen to it go back um I was speaking to a girl who also loves to give brachas and I was like also connected to last week's sicha whatever and like literally you because you're a yid you have the power to give bracha and your brachas will come true because you're holding a piece of Hashem inside of you it's it's incredible and about saying like the room is filled with kedusha I, I also feel it and that's why the power of like hosting far in your house it's a real thing like the your room your your home just gets filled with kedusha so Chaim Dan, i want to give you hey it's your birthday all the brachas and you're full of just joy and happiness and success in everything you do you should really be able to live the chassidus that you learn you should see that aleph of geulah just all over your life. You should be able to sit calmly in all your buses and even when you come home in Chile, well, Mashiach will be here so your family will come here. they will be able to like see them for their neshama, see every experience as good and you should have only good experiences with the coming of Mashiach now. L'chaim. If you did not yet, subscribe to this podcast or give a rating. You can do it now. Share it with friends. Guys, we're bringing Mashiach and we're bringing him together. Have a good night.